All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number two, episode number nine. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest hmm. guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What's going on, Adam? I'm not sure if that's true. I'm, there's probably somebody that's more humble. Do you think me. so? That's, think that's so, my man. humility I, coming out, saying I, that I can't be the most humble. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, there you go. That, that's what. That's that that's just. What, that's what separates me. That just validated your humbleness. <laughs> yeah. Secret, and, secretly. And producing tonight, sitting in studio because he doesn't want us out of control, is executive producer Big Bubba Jay Martinez. What's going on, Jay? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I am good, Adam. How are you? We must have messed up last week because now he's back in the studio to crack some skulls. <laughs> I really don't know about all that. <laughs> no, I needed I needed a break. I needed a break uh, from, from the craziness yesterday and just thought, let me just go head on over and, and chill out with the guys and and just lay back and see what's going on. Yeah, because where are you headed out of, out of, after uh, this one? You're going Jay. right back to my storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> going right back to my storage unit to get the rest of my crap out of there and move into our new house. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Man, Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Big move. House, Big that's move. what I'm talking about. Literally. Mm-hmm. Big. Yeah. Everything going. Are you excited about it? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh good, for sure. I've I've been gracious enough to, or my, my I should say my folks have been gracious enough to let me and my. You've been my gracious enough to 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 grace allow, their presence, allow, allow yourself yeah. into their presence. Yeah, but no, I misspoke. <laughs> to, I, we to, appreciate to we grace himself back yeah. into his <laughs> courtesy yes. of his mother. Yeah, so um, we're we're very thankful to have um, my folks and and for them to to do something like that is. Something that um, we hope uh, to repay somehow, some way in the future. That's nice. But we'll be moving across the street. So. Oh, so the big moving trucks aren't coming? No, no. You're just no, going to have no. a two-wheeler to, to yeah. roll things across yeah, the street? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no big moving truck here, yeah, buddy. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only thing big is him. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, my dad used... Uh, him that, and his buddies. The, the forerunner that I drive now, right, he right. used that truck to move... From our house on base into this house, almost here. all of it. Yeah. How many trips was that? Like seven hundred trips? Too many to count. Oh my god! It wasn't all the it, same. It doesn't day. have that much it was, capacity. It was, it was throughout like a couple months. No, it was about a month and some change because yeah. I was I was remodeling and painting and doing some things on the inside of the house, getting the roof done, whatnot. You know, by professionals on the inside, I was handling it. That's why it looks so shitty. Almost but, certainly, you know, though, you had friends with trucks to help you move. Like you had one friend large, with one truck and large items. 
right? Actually, no. What? I, Hafa, I thought you were. I thought that Hafa no, was the only no, one. No, no, no. I did with. not. I, what I did is I used that U haul that we used to move Monica stuff out there to. Oh, uh, that's right. You, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did utilize <laughs> that one. There you go. Right yeah, there. That one extra day or whatever. Extra, well, no, added but, value. Yeah, but that's the deal right there. Big Bubba's moving out. I mean, actually, he moved out last night. <laughs> That'll be officially I, everything. I mean, I, I I've spent we we spent our first night in our first home yesterday. yesterday. That's, wow. that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. so that's very nice. cool, very cool, very cool, very pretty cool. Neat. So, anyways, yeah. So decided to take a break. Um, let my wife kind of handle my mess because I just been throwing boxes in and hopping back in the truck and throwing boxes in my truck and throwing them back in the house. So she's probably like, get away. Let me organize this. Throwing made Big a trip. Mistake. Made a trip over here. Let's Are we going to have Datacoba Studio 2, an, an alternate site right across uh, the street? Three, not, wouldn't it be? Let's oh, yeah. Not, well, two's down. Yeah, yeah let's let's two's on this, this, not this location. No, downstairs is El Gran Studios 2. Oh, this, this is Datacoba. This used to be Studios. Uh, this used to be El Gran Studios 1. Then we, re, we rechristened it to Datacoba Studios number one. And then... I don't know if it'll be a three, a two, or a one, but or it doesn't we can just matter. rename, or we can name that one Big Bubba, Executive Producer Extraordinaire, Exquisitor, <laughs> <laughs> whatever other adjectives you want to use, Studio <laughs> One. Well, Adam, I, I'm yes. going to start off. I'm going to start off real quick before we do anything else. That uh, okay. uh, this week uh, through social media, we announced that we would have the Utah Monolith. Yeah. Here uh, today. We did say that, didn't we? Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah, what happened? It turned out to be a hoax. Wait a minute. Do you know what that is, Adam? Close Encounters of the Third Kind? <laughs> On what instrument? <laughs> the, the bass. The bass guitar. <laughs> 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 I, I we were gonna can, use it to, can you, to summon them back. Oh, can, oh, 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 there's something else coming. Something's coming through. Can somebody explain to me this whole monolith thing? Well, we we were hope we were we were hoping to do that. Whoa! We were hoping to do that which, by summoning the monolith with, with this little ditty right here. <laughs> I would have. I would have cared. Oh my god. <laughs> it gets better. Let's just, just kick it up. <laughs> wow, we're adding more components. It's a whole band. <laughs> Are we sure the monolith I, is not going to hear this and I, then, I, you know, like come crashing through the ceiling? <laughs> oh, Adam! This sounds like it goes on maybe for like it's twenty gonna, minutes. But that's didn't they, until he summons it. Didn't right. they use that in the movie though? They, just, they kept the, yeah. the French the French scientist used, guy just kept saying, "Roll it, roll it." That was the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah, but I use the rock. This is a rock show. We got to use a rock instrument. I mean, it was just that simple. Well, there it is right oh, there. There it is. That's the Utah monolith song. 
No, Jerry, Jay turned out to be a hoax. Uh, now, well, hold on. Yeah. But now, what are the what's the origin of it then? It's some knuckleheads, evidently. You know, I, I I really don't know. I was confused last week in our post production meeting. Adam were and I were were here sitting down bullshitting as we always, and all of a sudden the monolith. Remember, the monolith Adam? was a big deal. Didn't you see the picture? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like we were sitting here, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden it was. And bam, there, there's Monolith. There he was. Or it, I don't know. <laughs> it had like a, it like transcended in the room, like the old Star Trek, a beam me up yeah, type shit. Yeah, yeah, it had like a little yeah, fuzz, and then yeah, it's yeah, kind of, and, and then it started, became solid. All the components uh, came back together, it, transported it, right it, here. So I was kind of, I mean, I tr- truly, I was shocked this week when that we they said it was a hoax. I just don't know. I think the conspiracy theorists, yeah. I, I really think uh-huh. that that's just going to, they're going to speculate. Do you, do you know that there was another one in Romania? That, that, that's what I'm saying. But I, I think know. it was like, it, it was like our monolith's retarded cousin, I think. <laughs> because it had some like bad welds on it and some like gaps and it had like some tool marks on it. It looked pretty bad. It could have been how it came through the dimension or it could have been that beaming thing screwed up as he was coming oh, down. Like like Jeff Goldblum on the fly. Yeah, exactly. It had some, some interference or ours, something. Ours, ours look pretty sleek. I mean, I have no idea. Anyway, you know that, 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 that uh, I have my own theory though. I have my own theory about this monolith, okay? Okay. Now, uh, Adam, I'm listening. You, you do know that that one of the most prominent SETI uh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence, right? Sure. Sites located in Arecibo, Puerto Rico. That's one of our our, our SETI that, uh, that, that was looking one, up at the stars. Places. That was one of them. Okay. Mm, okay. It suffered a tremendous blow this week. Fantastic. It finished oh, collapsing, no, but but not good. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? Sorry. Yeah, Wrong yeah. blow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, and then it, it, it had suffered, and uh, I believe through Hurricane Maria a couple of years ago, and then the earthquakes from last year. Do they continue to search for the extraterrestrials through the hurricane? Is it a, like a twenty-four-seven type thing? It, they, yeah, I, they know, shut I, it off real fast. I, I would think. <laughs> Reboot. No, you, know, you never know. It might have been there their time, but I, I'm just saying All that right. my theory says the minute the SETI started going down, like a couple of months ago, bam, let it in. Here comes the monolith. Yes. Right. Does so it, Puerto I mean, Rico does, has yeah. eyes on this hemisphere. Is that what we're yeah. saying? Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. I mean, you know, it, it just like I said, it, it it's just one of those things that that leave you. Last, last week we had a great conversation with it, and you know, it promised to come back. You know, I yeah, we know, took I, we know. took the monolith at its word. Yeah. But apparently, he's not genuine with us. No, no, I guess not. You know, I guess he's he's all angry because of the. You know, there's a third and, monolith now in I, California. I, I, I did not know that. There's a third one now. They appear <laughs> and then they go away. Well, I'm going to christen ours Thin Liffy. <laughs> Liffy. <laughs> I'm just saying there might be some government shenanigans going on. Anyway, we apologize for uh, not having. Do you know the one in Utah had supposedly been there since 2016? Oh. Because you could see the image from 2016 from Google Earth, and it has like the shadow cast from the monolith. It wasn't just a shadow? No. Because it looks like it a so shadow. Perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. So yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, we just apologize. It couldn't happen. We were, we would have had an exclusive, Adam. Yeah, we would have had a mega mega exclusive. But so is life. Splish splash! I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> enough <laughs> moving, of the moving on. Enough of the monolith. <laughs> 
thank you, Adam. You're 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 on cue. <laughs> good morning. Good morning again. Today is Saturday. Yes, it is. December the fifth, twenty twenty. We're moving right into the holiday season. That's the right. Christmas We're season going now. Full blown holiday. I think it's three weeks away, maybe. Twenty days. Twenty one days. What? No, today's the fifth. Yeah, you're right. Twenty days. Yeah. So we're uh, down math. down to the. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's where's down to it. And today is National Bathtub Party Day. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Bathtub party. Splish splash. Didn't you get that? Man, yeah, well, I got it. All it right. was Bobby Darian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bathtub party. Yeah, but don't you think it's something? It's not something naughty. It really isn't. Well, how who, how do you have a party when you're in the bathtub? You're 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 nude. You're getting you're getting the griblies off of you. You're getting cleaned. Right. But yeah. then the a party babies. would would take more people to put in there to have the party. Right. How does this happen? According to the national day is calendar. Okay. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be a bathtub party for babies. Oh. And for young children with the bubble baths, with the Mr. Bubble or whatever it is oh. they use. Okay. You were thinking on the naughty side. I know you were. <laughs> well, you're leading me down that path. <laughs> you were a you bathtub were, party. You were you were flashing back to that uh to those music videos from the eighties that they used to be in the tub and then the nineties went the the hip hop videos with the where they were sipping the cristal. Yes. And for some reason all the models or the chicken heads were in bikinis that were like silver. I don't. I never got that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You never saw that, Adam. I've seen some. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's what yeah. you were. That actually, you were. That's what you were thinking when I said yeah, bathtub yeah. party. Well, that's a party. That's that looks like a party thinking. to me. You know, it's a it's this children's party. You're supposed to get your baby. Do we put in any there? cristal in the baby bottle? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Of course not. FYI, Adam would never attempt that. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, no, no. It's just regular bro- bathtub party day. Okay. And like so everything the, the else. So the party is going to consist of the mother or father washing the baby in the tub and mm. being fun about it instead of Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess. I would, yeah, I would hope that, you know, and that they, like, like I said, they do have the party with the rubber duck. Isn't it? it always a party, though? You always have fun toys and things in there. Yeah, you make what? it fun. Hey. But we're just make it extra special fun this time. You, you're describing what what is supposed to be occurring. At the same time, you're also supposed to be taking pictures, uploading them to social media, and <laughs> hashtagging them. National Bathtub Party Day. Mm. So there you go. So if you have any children or you have a child of age where they could go ahead and have a uh, good time while they're taking <laughs> a bath, a child at them. Okay. <laughs> No, a no, child no. of age to have a good time. Now, okay. Now, if you, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. A child of that I age. I understand what you're saying. That but age, the words that are not coming age out right. range, okay, that of child, okay. Now, again, if you're thinking about some other party where it includes adults and adult beverages, knock yourself out. I just hope that you don't hashtag that and <laughs> upload it to the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all. That's let's let's leave it at that because today is also National Ninja Day. Ninja. That's right. Oh no. Well, now that I don't know how you, you can't hashtag that. You no, can't because you're pictures. supposed you're supposed to have some kind of invisible ninja you have powers. Stealth. You know, I think that's the whole deal that you're not supposed to be seen. So I have maybe you photog- you take a, a picture of a blank space and you hashtag it there says ninja was here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to, to you know uh this one might be a more adulty, I guess, because you're supposed to pull out your sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Golly. <laughs> and your knives and your stars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, moving on. <laughs> Wow. Megadeth. Megadeth, get us out of this Megadeth, one. Megadeth, Adam. <laughs> Adam, you're not letting him play long enough. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I do too. Better than Splish Splash. Uh, 1945, Today in History, Adam. Oh, 1945. Uh, okay. Courtesy of history.com. Right, right. 1945, no. Megadeth was not. Not around. Not around. Not even close. But they sing about a lot of warring things. Yes, are they we talking, do. Are yeah. we going to talk about a warring type of activity? They're, they're angry. They don't like the government. <laughs> they're really against you the know, government. I don't really know what's going on. All I know is that they got a really cool bass player. That's all I know. That acknowledges the Tommy and Adam Hart, the name podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, App Castbox and your other favorite DSPs. Mm -hmm. How'd you like that? Well, anyway, 1945, Adam. Yes. We just talked about uh, Thin Lithy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, on the 5th of uh, December 2020, Adam, at 2.10 p.m., okay. five U.S. Navy Avenger torpedo bombers comprising of what is known as Flight 19 take off from Fort Lauderdale Naval A Air Station in Florida on a routine three-hour mission Never to be heard of again. That happened today in 1945. Taking off from Fort Lauderdale. That's right. It's, it's, into the Bermuda Triangle. That's that's what that that's what the headline says. Disappears into the Bermuda Triangle. And you know, I used to think this was like some bullshit thing, like uh, what is it, like Loch Ness or something like that. Well, Until many I, craft actually, have been lost I, when, in that area. Right? When I actually uh, started like seeing the newspaper clips for it and all that. You know, obviously, and I don't know if you caught this or not, but not to keep going back to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but I believe they came off of that spaceship as well. Oh, did they? I think so, yeah. Mm. You might want to revisit that one. And, and have, Jay, have you ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's been a while. They came off of that. And okay. I believe one of the scientists says, oh, yes, these guys were lost in 1945. So, oh, wow. Oh. So if you know a little bit of history, they they, they jammed in a little bit of history on that movie. So out, they, of, out of Devil's Tower, was it? That's where... Uh, that's where they ended up. So yeah. That's, that's Devil's Tower, so, Wyoming. So, yeah. So they went... According to the movie, they must have just flown all over the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Became abducted. Flew yeah. around for, what, 30 years? Up in space somewhere. And then they were unloaded on, on Devil's Tower. There's probably some sort of a, a zipper in time or something, and they flew into that. And then they were like, they probably had no knowledge that they had just advanced so many years into the future. That's, right? That's one of those. That, that's that wormhole thing. Or, or that. Can you have or a wormhole that, on Earth? Or, or that displacement. I think the wormhole theory is uh, you're supposed to be able to go through it and breach dimensions or something. And that's, there's, you could bend time and space. And there's Interstellar some, explained it, but it was kind of a, it was kind of confusing too. Yeah. Is that like a way to travel back in time through like dimensions or something like that? I don't know. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. All I know is you have to yell at Murph. Murph! Murph! Ludicrous speed? <laughs> We're, we'll have none of that either on this one. Yeah. Can't we just mix up all the movies together? <laughs> they all seem to end in the same place. Yeah. No, nowhere. Yeah. In distress. <laughs> it was like that guy from Iowa that was mad that he didn't get probed last week. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but that would that happened in 1945. That's kind of, I don't know. I think I've said this before here. I don't think I've gotten it. I don't think I've ever gotten your uh, 
input on UFOs, Adam. I've told I've told you mine. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of crap. But also, oh, how that, blunt. How also <laughs> that in in the universe there is of course intelligent life somewhere, just unable to reach us since we're so far, so really? so remote. You sure. really believe that? Sure. Yeah. Well, you're in the minority, I think. Why you think? The, no, I don't know. That everyone regularly I, visited. Anytime I've spoken to somebody about that, um, they've always kind of said, "Oh yeah, I think UFOs have had contact with us and mm. all that stuff." Nah. Oh, garbage. Wow. <laughs> but I like the movies. Did you like Independence Day? Oh, I loved Independence Day. Yeah, because that was a lot. They were of kicking our ass. That's, that's kind of your deal. They would destroy until just, Randy Quaid came in there and shoved, <laughs> shoved it right up that hole. <laughs> <laughs> up the hole. That's spanning <laughs> the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. human drama of athletic competition. Adam, do you remember that? Oh, the wide world of sports. What a big deal that was, man. I know. Back when we had like three channels. That was, that's why it was a big deal. Yeah. And then you'd get able to see this weird stuff, other types of sports. that Cricket and stuff. Yeah. Now you can see on YouTube. All over the place. Like on ESPNs and all the different versions of ESPNs. But now that was our only outlet for this type of stuff. Well, the, in 2002, the TV sports producer Ron Aldrich passed away. He was the one responsible for uh, mm-hmm. for what was happening in ABC at the time, and uh, he worked uh, behind the scenes initially on the puppet show starring Sherry Lewis. Remember that little uh, lamb chop? Was it the lamb? I don't know if you ever Is that got the to sock? see. Yeah, the, the sock little, puppet. The yeah, sock lamb puppet. Yeah. He started there, and then after unsuccessfully mm-hmm. pitching a pilot called For Men Only on ABC, uh, he was noticed by ABC executive producers, especially one called Ed Sherrick, and began working at M- Ed- ABC's fledging sports department. Okay. And this was in 1960. And from the start, Aldridge uh, aimed to add show business to sports. That's why we were talking about you could see those different kind of sports from all over the place, and it made it so interesting. Because they put soul and feeling into what the broadcasters were actually, mm-hmm. you know, versus the uh, there it goes Mickey Mantle, he is a rounding second base, you know. <laughs> he was like, "What the hell? Wow. <laughs> let me let me go get a beer. He might get he might get the third base. That's, that's why it was called America's Pastime. <laughs> let me throw this guy on a pass on the time. Nah, but boring. this guy, you know, he he pioneered also a bunch of uh, new techniques, which makes it also. Uh, visually exciting for the viewers. Mm-hmm. So not only are you, you know, it just wasn't like, uh, I don't know if you remember the, like the old NBA games, there was just one, there was just one camera on the entire court. Just panning back and panning, forth. Panning, not even back and forth when they wanted to go like for either a free shot or something. That's where you would see the change in the camera. Oh. So, you know, this guy went ahead and uh, pioneered handheld cameras, aerial footage, and improved sound. Mm. So this guy not only was, you know, he had vision. So, you know, I guess when he passed away, you know, a big deal. He was notoriously detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and in sports, you do need those details. And I bet you this is way before they knew all the statistics going on. Oh, yeah. So right now the statistics are, I think I've said this before, you know, we all know that sports is about betting. So that's why they'll throw all these numbers. At this time, there wasn't a lot of numbers to go by. You had to go a lot of times on the hype and, you know, obviously whatever information, because these guys were privy to, uh, they were privy to uh, lockers and 
uh, behind the scenes and all these type of things. So they were able to get that out to the public, whereas it never was like that before Rowan Aldridge, uh, R. Ledge, excuse me, hit the, uh, the, hit the scene. He really, really made uh, his uh, name for himself during the 1972 Munich Olympics. Remember okay. that? Remember those, Adam? Sure. For the Israeli team was held hostage and yeah. All that stuff happened. Yeah, he he actually he actually broadcasted for seventeen hours straight. Uh, up he himself. A, yeah, up until well, he you know he was the producer, but okay, he, was, got, got he was behind uh, the whole the whole setup. Right. You know, producing mm-hmm. instead of looking at the <laughs> at his uh, cell phone, and uh, up until about you know to the to the moment where all the uh, all the people uh, died in that. Uh, and that horrible tragedy uh, caused by terrorists. So he was no longer a sports producer at that time. He was getting the news out. He was the yeah. frontline news producer he was, at that yeah, event. Yeah, that was that was what was what was uh, the current event at the time. And when yeah. did when did the wide world of sports start? In nineteen six, uh, the wide world of sports started here. Let me see. Good question. I had it down. Oh, nineteen sixty four. Excuse I, me. I just remember that video when nineteen sixty four. When they in the intro when they got to the agony of defeat. And, <laughs> yeah. And it was the downhill skier. Yeah. That just gets caught in the net to just just going ass over tea kettle i, I wonder yeah <laughs> ass over tea kettle yeah <laughs> it was it yeah <laughs> too bad there wasn't no sound while this going <laughs> <laughs> it's all kinds of. It was like it was more more cussing than a rap video. <laughs> uh, for that broadcast that he had for the uh, Munich Olympics, mm-hmm. he won a record-breaking twenty-nine Emmys for that coverage alone that wow. year. Yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Rune Arledge. Today, today, today. We're not missing a. We're not skipping a beat today, Adam. Yeah, it's like we planned it. <laughs> we got a cool song with a cool intro. Man. After five, after four weeks. <laughs> that's a that's a lot to live up to for next week now. I still don't have the dates, though, Adam. Sorry. I still don't have the dates. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that fires me up, baby. <laughs> How cold is it this morning? Jeez. Yeah, it was crazy. It was pretty chilly this morning. It snowed, wasn't when it? was it? On Thursday? Yeah, a couple days ago. Oh, wow. Anyway, Adam, mm-hmm. 1886. <laughs> <laughs> there were girls, girls, girls in 1886, and, and, I suppose. And that's where we're going. <laughs> what were the chances? No. 1886 on 30 November. <laughs> November the 30th, 1886. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, once a hall. Let me get this right. Uh-huh. Once a hall for operettas, pantomime, political meetings in vaudeville, uh-huh. the foils bergeret. Ooh. You know what? You know. What, I'm sure you said that right. I feel you like know, you killed that. You know. You know. You know what that stands for? No. Shepherdless follies. Oh, okay. In Paris, France, are it, follies like whores? No. They're just follies. I thought they were just <laughs> madcap misadventures. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes. 
<laughs> and in, in Paris introduced an elaborate revenue featuring women uh -huh. in sensational costumes. Uh, the highly popular Place aux Jeunes Palace. Wow. Oh, excuse me. A uh, place for young people. That's what that stands for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Established okay. the Follies as a premier nightlife spot in Paris. Mm. So it was the first strippers. I would say so. Well, I mean, I would say it. I would say they're not probably not the first strippers, but I would say be or like the, the first precursor uh, to the monetary the 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 profit. I would the, that I don't know the monetary I, you know, gain I, of naked ladies. I would this not, be like I did not go scandalous that far. ladies. Be like the burlesque type thing. Okay, there you where go. they'd have like the tight little things with the shelves to and hold the up the, the breasts mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then the, the feathery things and mm, kind of te tease you with the peak. Tease you with the peak, one of those things. I, I you know, I, I did not see pictures of that. I should have. Uh, I, I was well, more. Was the, was I the, was more interested in translating what that French shit meant. What was the the term that they used to describe it? Was it sensational? Sensational costumes. Sensational costumes. Does that mm -hmm. mean they're like something? They could be wild and exotic. Big headdress and everything. And, it could have been, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was the it was the it was the joint to be at. It would have been, you know, I guess South Beach. You mm. know, it would have been the Sunset Boulevard. Right. You know, something in that in that uh, range. I understand. So yeah, in the 1890s, the Follies followed the Parisians. Parisian. 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 Follow the Parisian. <laughs> I still I st <laughs> taste for striptease and quickly gained a reputation for its spectacular nude shows, Adam. So oh, really? They're, so they're, to answer your question, they no, stepped their game up a little they, bit. Yeah, they did. They went, they went full blast. And they that, went for it. Mm -hmm. So they took off the sensational. Yeah, and then the costumes. whole deal was the theater, the theater in this case would have been, what did I call them? The uh, Follies. The oh. Follies. Oh, the Follies. Bergeret. <laughs> uh, spared uh, no expense. And uh, they staged reviews that featured as many as 40 sets. That's a long night. Yeah. A thousand costumes and offstage crew of some 200 folks. So did this make it into rock history because they were on a stage? Yeah. They didn't throw rocks at them or anything. <laughs> I, I would hope not. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine living in the 1800s, you know, where everybody no is way. so uh, uptight, you know? But this is Paris, so they, they seem like they're a little bit more uh, open-minded, a little bit more on the cutting edge. They, like even today, I'm sure they have nude beaches in France and all this stuff. Like over here, we're all, we are still uptight. That's why Benjamin Franklin like hanging out our in France. Well, I bet so. <laughs> he was naughty. Catch an ankle or two. <laughs> That's about all he was going to get. You know that we had that movie, uh, Abraham Lincoln, The Vampire Slayer, right? Yeah. We should have a movie about Ben Franklin. Oh, and well, his what is he slaying? And the, his the, folly <laughs> the folly slayer. <laughs> Mr. Electricity. <laughs> zap, zap. Dead. Oh man. 1980 Adam. Oh, you man. know these guys, buddy. Oh, I love these guys. You love them like Led you got Zeppelin. The song you remains love, the same. You love them like your children. Oh, uh, maybe a little more. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> 1980 Adam. They've never let me down. December the fourth. What was that? Don't let me down, bit. <laughs> Two months after the tragic death of drummer John Bonham, Led Zeppelin made the decision to break up. Yep. The survivor members decided that it was not right to tamper 
with their legacy by bringing someone else in to play the drums. Difficult to do, right? I mean, how how did you make that decision? Like, could you just drop somebody into that spot? Mm, I don't know. What I have read about John Bonham, you know, and that's his, this is other than his uh, his uh, vice exploits, mm-hmm. is that John Bonham was a swing slash blues slash his own style kind of drummer. And he was always playing in a backbeat. In other words, he was behind on time mm-hmm. versus being right on time. So that's extremely difficult to replicate. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, for, you know, especially me now that I produce music. You did hear that. Yeah. That, yeah, one, well, that wonderful piece that I, you know. Yeah. Other Ex- than, other exquisite. Other, <laughs> other than the guitar solo, which sounded like, you know, one of the, the great white ones. It just came right in. <laughs> you know, that's the whole deal. That's the whole technique of drumming. Now, again, if, if uh, I am wrong and somebody else has something else to add, they could always email us at Tommy and Adam pod at gmail.com by the way jay you might want to check out that just in case today do you think that if his son jason who now is a proficient drummer oh this guy is do you a, think if he do you think if he was at jason age, jason bonham is more than a proficient drummer yeah, exactly he's a world-class drummer but he has you know the the genes and the lineage of and course yep then do you think that if he was of age to take the chair at that time, do you think they would have continued on with him? Man, that's a big what if. Or... That is a huge what if. I would tell you yes. You think so? At the time, yes, because he has proven himself worthy of filling his, his dad's uh, shoes in a few of the special uh, uh, Zeppelin uh, yeah. quotes, unquote, reunion. They're not really reunions. Right. So... You know, but I would say yeah, shows. I would, to go to go in a little bit deeper, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit out of our uh, out of our outline, which we really never follow anyway. No. You know, I would just <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would I would dare to speculate, maybe even dare dream that that Zeppelin would have carried on very well. Now, with another drummer who was drumming in 1980, the pieces were drumming with uh, with solo bands. So. Ozzy and such. Mm-hmm. I would say Geezer Butler, maybe, yes. you know, from Sabbath. But uh, the problem that you're running into is still that there's Robert Plant. Yeah. And we're enter- entering into the 80s when music is changing and he's probably going to go a slightly different way. And he sees this as the, the point to just sever ties. Well, and, here's, and one of, here's one of the things that, you know, and maybe, yeah, we haven't deviled for a while in Zeppelin history. And, and you are a Zeppelin it's been at least two historian. Weeks. <laughs> Maybe one, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rob, Robert Plant especially. Mm-hmm. You know these guys were teenagers in the fifties, if not mm, in the zone, more or less. Yeah, and a lot of these guys were influenced by you know yes. African American uh, blues musicians. That was their that was their uh, that was their joint. That As was with the, all of the like that was their British bag. invasion. Yes, type yes, 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 yes. Just yes. like you know, just like uh, the Stones and everybody else. Yep, but. You could and you know you could feel it in records that even Robert Plant made with Zeppelin. They had a reggae feel to it. Yeah, some of them did. You know, they had uh, you know, and I, and I hate using this word, some progressiveness to it. You know, it was just it wasn't just bang it out three chords and you know just a bunch of fillings and in, in no. be, between chords. And uh, you know, there was some you know we we spoken of this before. You had a flute in the greatest rock song ever produced ever, which is uh, Stairway to Heaven. 
Kiss doesn't have a flute in any of the other songs. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what they're missing. The one yeah, missing maybe, element. Yeah, that's it right there. So yeah, then yeah, you're right. Yes, they have like a reggae thing. They have yeah. a country thing. Yeah. They have they go all different genres. Yeah. They, there's an ex, there's an expansion when it comes to 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 Zeppelin, and that's what made Zeppelin a great band because the fans came back for that. The fans just didn't come back for a whole lot of love, you know. And then you know here comes here you know. They didn't want to listen to that in every right. single record, and they did not get that in every single record. No, they probably wanted to listen to that. You think in so? Every and single they were record. made, and they were made. And after Led Zeppelin two, they got an almost all, all acoustic album in Led Zeppelin three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it but they was, made up for four. But it was incredible. But they made it up in four. Yeah. And then you know, nineteen uh, eighties. You're right. Going back to nineteen eighties, just to go and expanding a little bit of what you were talking about. You had the Robert Plant Honey Drippers. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff, too. And it's, you're like, what was it? Uh, sea of Love was? Sea of Love. That sea was of the Love was the, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Page actually played so, a little bit on that. I, I love that record. At the beginning, I'm like, this is Robert Plant. And you're like. And playing these 50s standards yeah. songs. Like, Sea of Love was probably from Bobby Darren. Didn't we play Bobby uh, Darren already? You know, that's a good one, Jay. Go ahead and start. You can start uh, Googling that since you're sitting in the producer chair tonight. I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Sea of Love. It was originally, I think it's Bobby Darren. It's my guess. It's in the zone. You know, it doesn't matter, you know. But I'm just saying that it's one of those things that yeah. we love Zeppelin. Yep. That's, that's Bobby the Darren. bottom line. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He did Beyond the Sea. Adam, we gotta move on, buddy. Yeah, let's do it. Watch out for the cannon fire. Just a year later. Mm-hmm. This, this, this band right here. Didn't we just do our own uh, uh, significant album with their songs? Anyway, yeah, yeah ACDC, man. December the 3rd, 1981, man, at a show in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Guess what happened there, dude? Um, a riot of some sort? No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I don't know. ACDC was prohibited from firing their cannons during For Those About to Rock. We salute you. This song, what? This song that actually matches with 1981, that's, Adam. That's Can what you we're believe supposed it? to be doing. Can you believe it? No. As police enforce some nonsense ordinance banning stage weaponry. <laughs> weaponry? <laughs> In Hartford, Connecticut, of all places. They're shooting blanks, don't you know? I know. I just didn't get it. I'm like, really? You got the cops up there checking ACDC's cannons? Can't you see their plastic? They didn't want it to be like, maybe like, uh, who was it? Was it Bruce Lee's son? Where there was a an object in the barrel, and they were actually shooting blanks, but the object in the barrel became a projectile when they fired the blank and killed them. That's Brandon Lee. Brand Brandon Lee. Maybe maybe they didn't want that. They didn't want somebody to you know throw a beer bottle in there and have it become a <laughs> you know a projectile. projectile. You have just buzz killed maybe the fun <laughs> of ten twelve thousand people. <laughs> In a stadium for saying that. You just gave an idea of a possibility that it might just happen. But, but now, don't they have the cannons, like, way up on the top of the stage? Like, way out of reach? How things are nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised. Instead of cannons, they're the daggone, what is it, the CGI in the screen somewhere. Uh, uh, we're not even going to get real cannons anymore? Yeah, because I haven't seen ACDC in a quite a while. Yeah, no kidding. I would say nowadays, 
the cops, no, they, they don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. So this this cockamamie ordinance that they got in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, and in Hartford, Connecticut, they just got to probably go down the street from the where the Coliseum's at. It's smack in the middle of a war zone anyway. They need to go down the war zone. <laughs> it was nuts. Disturbing. What is this, Tommy? This right here is Wood by Alice in Chains, but the Metallica version. Whoa. Check it out, check it out, check it out. I like it. You like it, you like it, you like it. Now it takes off. Wonderful, is it not? That is very nice. Came out this Tuesday, actually. It's one of those socially distanced things where everybody's kind of remote. Mm -hmm. It was the Metallica tribute from the Museum of Pop Culture, Mopop, Founders Award Ceremony. This Mm -hmm. past, I want to say Tuesday, did I say? Yeah, Tuesday. So what is that award about? See, you know, significant contributions, things like that. What did they do? What they didn't do? You know, Alice in Chain, it was... uh, out of all the Seattle bands, they were, to my understanding, they were the most underrated. Uh, Probably the heaviest of the big bands. They were the darkest, too. Yeah. So they were, you know, they weren't thrash, but at the same time, they were, they were, you know, kind of in all, a, all kind of like stuck a bl- in there with the grunge. A but Black not Sabbath really... light, kind of, with all yeah. dark. It's like Diet Black Sabbath. Yeah, I think I saw this. There's a whole bunch the, of bands that played tribute to them, like... Uh, Corn and Ann Wilson, I think, yeah. sang something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's this is this Metallica's version. But the 1991, we're going to talk about Alice in Chains. Oh, good. <laughs> Little historical right. uh, factoid here. All right. Okay. Thinking. Dish, dish some dirt. <laughs> no, this is this is wonderful. You know, this is leave it up to Alice in Chains to for something like this. Okay. Thinking there are 31 days in November. Messed up. Alice in Chains mega guitarist Mr. Jerry Cantrell. Yes. Continues his hunting trip. Oh, okay. Causing the band to miss their next show. Oh, no. Opening for none other than Van Halen in oh. Memphis. <laughs> they missed it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, what was he hunting for? What the hell? I think Jerry is from Oklahoma. An extra day in November. <laughs> I guess. It's like, woo. Big game hunter, is he? <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, there's a little bit of Alice in Chains factoid for you. Oh, another Listen, Seattle. Yeah. Another Seattle favorite, one after the other, Adam. December the 5th. Yes. 1990. Well, this is the best part right here. Why not? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wait. In Worcester, Massachusetts. All right, uh, New England again. Okay. Soundgarden began opening a string of arena shows in North America for none other than Guns and Roses, who were supporting their Use Your Illusion albums. Nice. So, the tour also included a three-night stand in Madison Square Garden, home of the Knicks, and the only time Soundgarden ever played that venue. That's wild. 
you would think that Soundgarden would have went back, you know, and played, you know, a big show there. And, and this yeah. is what, 1991? You'd think with the, uh, like, 94, they had Super Unknown, yeah. and they were huge with Black Hole Sun yeah. and all those songs and the videos on MTV. You'd think that they'd have, like, a big arena tour or you something. You would think they were headlining by then. Yeah. You know, the last time I saw Soundgarden was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was some rock festival, and they closed it. That's the only day that I went, by the way. Mm. Okay. Because the rest of the days were, you know, like bio midgets or whatever, you know, you saw these, <laughs> you know, whatever, you these crazy names that they come up with. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no offense to the midgets. They, they may have been using their, they may have been using that name to the ironic or something. I have no idea. We're, we're real. We're bio midgets. We, 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 we love all kinds of people on the Adam and, uh, Tommy and Adam Hart name podcast. We just love I, people I in general. No, I have no idea what's all going people. on with this shit. Adam, yeah, here's your, 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 uh, your what we call them Puerto Rico, your Tocajo. The person has your same name. Oh yeah, oh, Mr. Adam Sandler. Yes. Today in uh, actually in uh, December the third of 1994, Adam Sandler performs the Hanukkah song on the weekend update segment of Saturday Night Live, right. enlightening us to the fact they were many, many, many celebrities of the Jewish ethnicity. <laughs> oh yeah, do you have that list? Oh God, it's too huge. <laughs> I know the Three Stooges are on there. Uh, uh, William Shatner's on there. David Lee Roth is on there. Harrison Ford is on there. Let me see. Let me see. Keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me go. Oh, man. I see so much of them. Did he uh, list a couple of other people, like bad people, and they said, not a Jew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I think it was, I, I I think it was O.J. Simpson. <laughs> was it O.J.? Or Adolf Hitler? Something like that. I think he said that Pele converted. I don't know. It's just, or, or, or Rod Carew. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Rod Carew. Like, yeah. He is a Jew. It was a great. It was a great song. I, I, it was a lot of fun. Adam Sandler is a great entertainer. My I want you know Thanksgiving is my my favorite. The Thanksgiving song is probably mm. and Lunch Lady. The Lunch Lady, yeah, the Lunch yeah, Lady is a good right, one. <laughs> those are my two favorite right yeah, there. Yeah, he's got good stuff. So he's made up some really really crazy stuff so with yeah. Chris Farley playing the Lunch Lady. But that's crazy. Nin, <laughs> yeah. Nin, nineteen, yeah, nineteen nineteen ninety four. Man, that sounds oof. What sixteen twenty six years ago, man. Wow, that is a long time. Oof, man, it's just insane. It should not be that. that long. Cool. You don't like it. I just want to talk to you guys about a problem I got. Maybe you could help me. I stab people. Four or five people every day. I try to see a straight to stop that shit, but it ain't no fucking way. Whoa. Whoa. Parental advisory. It was the B part. (laughs) (laughs) The B part failed. Adam, what are we see, playing here? We're playing ICP, baby. Oh. For the juggalos. And they stab I people. I stab people. Four or five people a day. That's it. Only four or five. You know, no big deal. And oh, by the way, they're still running around in society. So yeah. you can't really blame them for that. He stabbed people. That's what they do. And somebody else stabbed somebody in 1999, Adam. <laughs> Hell of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is a stabber? Rapper and music mogul. Uh-huh. None other than Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z the Jigaman. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you play Jay-Z song? <laughs> ICP. 
Yeah. I knew Jay what was a stabbing. I knew Jay it's was perfect gonna, because it's I a stabbing Jay, song. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z only shoots people in his in his uh, in his uh, songs. Oh, he sells crack. Yeah, and sells crack. That's right. Yeah, he won't. This, is an, this is an emotional crime. This is up close and personal. Yeah, this stab. Is, yeah, this is. I'm gonna make you hurt. <laughs> was ICP the the, no, the no, alleged no. perpetrator? If you let me finish, son, I could I could <laughs> I could blast through this part of yeah, it. You yeah, know, let's hear this. Stab the record executive Lance Un Rivera at a party at Manhattan's Kit Kat Club, Adam. Mm. Believing okay. Rivera bo- bootlegged his album, Volume 3, Life and Times of Escato. So how, how was this? Uh, did he survive? <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, okay. Obviously didn't was it just a swipe? Was, was it a, a deep plunge know, into the gut? Or what, was know, what year was this? I don't know if he used a butter knife. I don't what know. year was I mean, this? Could have been, you know, been. This was in 1999, was, son. Was this the Giuliani years or... Yeah, I don't know that. Now, you say Giuliani, man. I'll tell you what, man. I see that guy on TV now, especially with all the suing and everything that's going on. All I can think about is Borat. He's a cartoon uh, character yeah, now. I just I don't, don't know what the hell it is. It's just like, what the hell? You and know? he used to be this, like, hero and his paint in America. Running, and now and his he's, paint runs yeah, on his like, head. he's like, he's like, yeah, so, It's crazy. It's like, yeah. what's up with this guy? You know, it's like, come on. Wasn't getting, he, wasn't he America's checks. mayor? Yeah, yeah like, dude. This is, he was he had a presidential run. Oh, yeah. He did, right, he did? Or did he? Did, did yeah, he 2004, or, I think. Or was he in the primaries? I can't remember. Well, you know, he he, may, he ran. He anyway, ran. I know that back in the days of his respect, when he was working for, uh, was it DOJ? The, DA, and, the DA's office. And yeah. he, no, it was, it was federal, uh, federal he, Department of when Justice. When he cracked yeah. down on the mafia, yeah. That's right. If he would have been the mayor or something, like all this stabbing and, you know, carrying on in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> The Jigga Man might still be doing some time. <laughs> Man, what is Adam, this? What is this? This is It's a Sin. Stabbing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you're right. We've made a connection. We're never going to get through this outline tonight. <laughs> That's the Pet Shop Boys, man. This is a dance song. That's right. Maybe dancing for sin. <laughs> Ooh, in 1999, Adam as well. Adam as well? No, uh, <laughs> November the 30th, 1999. <laughs> oh, okay. Elton John was blasted by the Boy Scout Association after he appeared on stage at London's Albert Hall performing It's a Sin with six male dancers dressed up as, guess what? Boy Scouts. Late- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, wow. Yeah, I could see how that's Elton a little... John again, a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? I mean, back back in 1999, you would have said, man, this guy's screwing around with, you know, one of America's this most... Is, this is our institutions. Beloved yeah, institutions. One of, our, yeah. one of our purest, quote, unquote, <laughs> institutions. Oh, no. Yikes. Get this. The dancer had peeled off their uniforms during the performance. <laughs> peeled, not taken. Oh. <laughs> it was a sexy oh. Boy Scout dance. That's not what we need. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Elton John has always has, you know, his finger on the pulse of what's going on. You know, maybe there was already some kind of allegations popping up, you know, because the Boy Scouts have really gone to, you know, to hell in a handbasket. what, you know, I don't even know if that's right or that saying is correct. I'm sure on low-key, uh, behind-the-scenes talk, this has been happening for years and years and years. So 
maybe yeah. he maybe he could have some sort of information yeah. to that fact and this was the first exposure to that. It could have been like, you know, I mean, in a way, you, I, mean, I mean, you can't compare both institutes, but the Vatican's the same deal with all these priests over all the years. It was one of those things. So, yep, and that's what happened. And boy, did they take exception. Go, go, go. Oh, go, man. Go, it's Fitty. It's Fitty Sam. It's Fitty. It's not 50. It's Fitty. Fitty. Two Ds. F-I-T-T-Y. Fitty. Oh, there were D's. There. Ah, we're in the zone. Who cares? Okay. Listen, 50 cents, baby. Mm -hmm. That was 50 cents. cents. <laughs> How much that cost? 50, 50. In the club, baby. That's the song. Uh-huh. 30 November 2005, Adam. Okay. Rapper 50 cents was planning to create. 50 cents. You keep saying it. What is it? Oh, 50 cents. 50 cents. 50 cents. Excuse me. I get, excuse me. <laughs> excuse your proper, your proper English. Even when you're supposed to say it wrong, yeah. you can't oh. say it wrong. Man, so it's, I've been asked, adding an S to it all this time? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I got to get it right. When, I, you know, I get, when I'm, I'm switching off, I have to get it culturally correct. Okay, let me do it. Let me start again. Yes, here. <laughs> 30 November 2005. Rapper 50 Rapper 50 Cent. It's so hard. It's a chore. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> it's a chore for him. It. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. No, what do you do? What do you do? He was planning to create a vibrator oh. of his manhood. Oh. Check this out. He's mm. so generous, too. So, <laughs> well, well, so, so his female. Some people like that. Listen to this. No, no. no. <laughs> so his female fans could pretend to have sex with him. I swear to God, this is a true story. Oh. Give <laughs> them what they want. This was know, on softfactshistory.com. Nice. Oh. oh, the rapper was also planning to sell a line of condoms and waterproof sex toys designed to excite his female fans. No. You know when we go to the concerts and we go to the merch table? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think... <laughs> Do you think all that paraphernalia would be at the merch table? I'm making six buck plugs. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> a couple of those French ticklers over there. <laughs> I want a fifty cent brand. <laughs> my man, he's, that's cool. You know, I mean, it sounds wrong, but you know, but why? he didn't. He didn't go through with the production of the no, no, the no. devices. No, this is the best part. Okay, the rapper was quoted saying, "This is this part I love. Mm -hmm. I need to make a fifty cent condom." and motorized version of me, which will have to be waterproof so you can utilize it in the tub. Blue is my favorite color, so it'll probably be blue. <laughs> what? What, what language are you speaking? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Key, you should have keyed the music oh while I was like, key up that music again. Key, key it. Where's do the club? Right oh, yeah. <laughs> go, 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 Here we go. The rapper was quoted saying, I need to make a 50 cent condom and motorized version of me, which will have to be waterproof so you can utilize it in the tub. Oh my God. In the club, in the tub, you see how it rhymes? <laughs> blue is my favorite color, so it will probably be blue. <laughs> oh my Lord. 50 cent. My man. You have your personalized That's G unit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> to get to your G unit. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, it's never ending with the rappers. It never is. They provide the best entertainment. I swear to God. Oh.
Oh, well, this is a little different right here. Let me bring it down, dude. <laughs> uh, 2012 out of 2012. It yeah. was in December the 1st, 2012. Let me, okay. get, let me get my head back to space here in, 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 in where it needs to be. Uh, San Diego Mayor Jerry Sanders declared peaceful, easy feeling day in honor of Jack Tempchin, who wrote the Eagles hit mm. in his city. Hold on. This is 2012. That's when he got. Didn't, isn't yeah. that when we thought the world was going to come to an end? It was 2012. Uh, 2K mm -hmm. was 2000. No, no it was 2012 because no, the, Mayan, the Mayan calendar. We had a movie oh, okay. with uh, John Cusack, and the world was Yo, just he's crumbling. He's whipping around in the limo. The limousine just <laughs> can get through anything. You don't need an all-terrain vehicle. Yeah, it was who, Wasn't that Keanu was Reeves? The, no, the, no, no. The man that visited the earth or something like that? No. Uh -uh. This is, this is a is. much more schlocky movie than that. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought 2012, nobody was. Was feel, had a peaceful, easy feeling because the Mayan calendar our ultimate or whatever, damnation yeah. was going to happen. Jack Temption was. The ceremony took place at a, hot dog, at a hot dog joint called the Wiener Schnitzel. Okay. All right, that's a lot of respect right there. Where he wrote, R-E-S-P-C-C-T. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the ceremony takes place at a hot dog joint called the Wiener Schnitzel. Let's get this right. Where he wrote the last verse while waiting for his order. Temchin was presented with a golden wiener for... <laughs> <laughs> From a blue wiener what to a gold blue? wiener. I, I effed up the entire reading of this and still I get the golden wiener out. <laughs> and I get the chuckle. <laughs> I should have just said. You know the punchlines. I should have just said. Uh, San Diego Mayor Jerry Sanders, golden wiener. Golden wiener! <laughs> Presented Jack Timchin, golden wiener. The golden wiener, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> where, where are we? Oh, wow. Where are we at? <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be a long morning. <laughs> Jay, is your phone still sounding off? You're about to get called. <laughs> We're not even halfway through. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! Victoria's gonna pounce in here. <laughs> And not the Cora Studio One. You yanked me by the ear. Who's helping uh, me move this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, we all know this is the season we're subjected mm -hmm. to the nonstop holiday jingles. Oh, it's it's, it's begun. <laughs> B98 FM 24-7. On the radio. When did that start? Did it start right after Thanksgiving? I have no idea. I have it playing. Shopping though. centers, TVs, etc. I'm sure now it's streaming all the time. Mm -hmm. It has to be. There's just no way around it. It has to All be. the favorites come out during this time, dude. Like I saw Mommy kissing launch. Santa Claus. Are you kidding? It's this one right here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that little ditty. Like this one right here. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Come in, Cupid, and Donner, and Yeah, I like this one. the most famous reindeer of all? Come on. Oh, it's that one guy. It's that one guy. What's his name? For some reason, I don't know if this plays or not at the Simon Mall. I haven't heard it yet. It's wonderful. What's his name? DMX. Ah, that's right. What? What? You come out the car like, what? What? 
Thank God this doesn't last forever, you know. Well, anyway, we're subjected to that. Yeah. yeah. Not that one. But, yeah. but, you know, not, but, you know, Adam, here, that's art. So I'm not going to say it sucks. But at the same time, not all of them are that good. You know what no, I'm saying? No, they're not. So here, according to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Oh, this is official? This is the official list, okay? Okay, good. The must have. Oh, good, good, good. Christmas tunes on your very own personal rotation. You remember this one? This one, this one you don't hear very often, actually. If you're out shopping in the malls or whatever. Sometimes you have to go for the deep cuts. Yeah. With Adam Tate. <laughs> remember, when you have your own very show, that you when you kick me to the curve and you got the deep cuts, just let me do the announcing. The deep cuts with Adam Tate. As no he problem. Plays for you. You have it. Uh, yeah, do they know it's Christmas, man? From Band Aid. Band Aid, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Is that Tina Turner singing in that little bit right no, there? No, no. <laughs> it's almost Tina Turner. It's, uh, it's uh, what's his name? George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> George Michael came in later. He's, uh, no, he, no, no, but this is Now it is. is. Now it is. That guy's a great singer. He's a soul oh, yeah, singer. Yeah. He is. That's what I'm talking about. It's the first charity signal, single mm-hmm. uh, on a grand scale. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yep. Even more than the uh, concert for Bangladesh, which was just a, uh, a actually a video footage uh, montage of a bunch of bands. And what was this to benefit? This was to benefit uh, the children of dying of famine uh, caused by the drought in Ethiopia. Oh, okay. Big deal. Uh, Bob Geldof mm-hmm. was one of the uh, brains behind this. So this was not only, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, I love this song. You know, I, I saw, wow, that's a lot of cool artists. Band-Aid. Here's number four, Adam. No, now this one you're here everywhere. Very popular. Very good. I love it. Yeah. And do you know as much as you love it? No. It's uh. This single is considered one of the worst Christmas songs. Ever. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Why would this be I was bad? In, I don't know why. I don't know why they they consider that. You know, I have no idea what it is. I like it's got it. it's got the live but, but I think boss production. But I think it's the live version that's one that's that has been uh, declared. It's like it's like uh, declaring that uh, Lars Ulrich is the worst drummer in metal. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's opinion. It's, garbage thing. yeah yeah so it's, you know i mean the boss made a very very cool version of a song that honestly if you play it over and over again it makes you sick but bruce springsteen isn't the best singer in the world but you can't hold that against him on this well, anyway written by j fred coots and heaven and haven gillespie everybody from bing crosby to mariah carey neil diamond frank sinatra the Temptations, Michael Bubble, Booble, Buble, Buble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was in the zone. I was in the zone. <laughs> and even the Jackson Five, Adam, have covered this. Everybody, Adam, that was number four, buddy. Guess no. what's not number? Guess which one is number? I three. can't wait to hear it. AJ. Take a good listen. Take a good listen. All right, listening. This is right up our alley, by the way. Oh my God. This can't be Christmas, is it? Christmas, I have a metal Christmas, I drew a gate to me, a tattoo of 
It's Twisted Sister, Adam. <laughs> With the 12 days of Christmas? It's, yes, it's heavy metal Christmas. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> wow. With the whole devil's arm salute and everything. Oh, can I hear them all? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jay's still waiting for Jay to load a truck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hear that one at all. We won't hear That's that one. That's really. I don't think we'll hear that one at a Target playing anytime soon. <laughs> no, probably I, not. We probably won't be hearing it either at a. Maybe at, at a, a tattoo parlor, maybe. Uh, I don't think you'll be hearing it at Starbucks as well either. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Adam. Woohoo! I love this one, man. Obviously, we can tell who's singing that one. That's Lemmy. Lemmy Killmeister, Adam. Yeah. Run, run, Rudolph. Uh huh. He, along with Billy Gibbons and Dave Grohl, off of the heavy metal star studded Christmas album, We Wish You a Metal Xmas. <laughs> I almost broke my tooth on that one. <laughs> Make it real metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That, that's probably my favorite of the lot so far. Actually, there's another part to the title that says, and also have a headbanger new year. Oh, okay. Wow, that's crazy. That makes sense. Released October the 14th, 2008. Okay. Other artists on there were Alice Cooper, the mm-hmm. Kulik Brothers, you know them from Kiss. Sure. Uh, Ronnie James Dio, Tony Iannone, St- <laughs> Stephen Piercy, Rudy Zarso, Ian Scott, and Billy Sheehan. It sounds like this was the actual like main title track, this one it's here. With was, yeah. the main I, think there was a vi- I think there was a video for it, too, as well. Really? I, I bet you anything, I, I bet you more than anything, my cousin Joey has this album. you got to have something to play at that the would, holidays. <laughs> that would have been number deuce. Adam, here's my number one on Significant Album for Christmas. Oh. It'll chill you. Now, this is a traditional one that you will hear anywhere that you go. That's right. Love by Metal Rock. Is it? Uh, Pop. And various other weenie uh, genres. (laughs) Liking people. Right. This is a great song. You love this song? I love this song. I hate this song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the Tommy. Hard to name <laughs> significant album. It's so uh, number so one. much synthesizer in that thing. There is it's just there, constant there, there's through a the lot, whole thing. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. And it, and it's kind of overplayed because they're trying to, they're trying song. to give something to the rock people. Say, oh, we'll play some Paul McCartney. On. I love this song. I don't know what it is, but I just love it. Adam, and that was a significant album for this. Unbelievable. Day, Unbelievable. Uh, Five December two thousand and twenty. Adam, famous birthdays. Rock and roll born this week, buddy. Whoa. Born on December the 3rd, Adam. The Osman? 1948. Yes. Making Howled. Old as hell. 72 years Jesus. old, man. 72 years old. The wow. Oz, the Ozith Man cometh. Mr. That's, Ozzy Osbourne. That's incredible. Incredible. I just It's incredible know, that he's still going. You know, I see He's said, still out and about and still living and breathing. <laughs> turning turning oxygen and carbon dioxide. He's lived a great life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A very long life. You know, it's funny because I said on my kids, this, uh, the, 
I do uh, daily today is I think we've spoken about this already. Oh, and, wow. And I send out to my kids every morning. And, uh, you know, I said, uh, so that's like- I, I can only wish when I'm 72, I'm still as cool as the Ozzy. Yes. That my grandchildren look at me, you know, and go, yeah. Yeah. You're almost as cool as Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're almost there. <laughs> so wish you know from the from the nursing home. <laughs> also today, Adam, turning yeah, oh, sixty-five, yeah. born November the thirtieth, nineteen fifty-five. Is this cat right here, Mr. Billy Idol? Billy Idol. Wow, sixty-five yeah, for him. Sixty-five years old. Adam. Everybody's getting old. Everybody we talk about. That is what it is. Becoming old timers, Adam. Yeah. Yes. Let's forget all that nonsense. Okay. Because we have reached, Adam, nothing other than Mm -hmm. the third birthday, buddy. Oh, it's time. It is time. I know. Hold on. Yeah, I know you would go. Wait a minute. Hold on. You got to get the app out. I get in my pocket. You got to get the app. Remember, the app uh, went up on sale last week. Right. The Lord of the G-Strings app. But this mine's week, a beta version. Okay. Do, do you have the official version already? Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's his third birthday. We have now a correspondent as well. Oh. Okay. We'll just call him Integrang Secret Agent X3. We can't really give his identity. It's kind of like a code, like a 007 it's a, type yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of a deal. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. And he has preempted us with the app for this young lady right here. It's the Tommy and Adam Today Podcast. Birthday number three! And that's the app working. (laughs) Ready? I'm ready. Who is it? Who is this? Here is the handle, Adam. F-L-A. Florida. Yeah. V-I-A. O-L-I. V-E-I. V-E-R-A. Oh, my God. O F I C I A L Flavia Oliveira Oficial. Oficial. She has 528 followers. That's very modest. She has some sand on her backside. That's right. Yeah. Well, she, you know, again, you know, here's the she. She's and that's with only 529 posts, buddy. So you can really? imagine if she posts more, that that probably <laughs> that probably gonna go up. Don't, don't, don't give it any likes and don't read who of your friends are on there. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like ratting them out. but I She don't. looks really happy. She's smiling yeah. in all of her photos. She is not to be confused with Flavia Oliveira, the Brazilian journalist, oh, who, by the way, should also have a, uh, a Instagram model page, if you ask me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, Flavia Facts. It's the Adam. Brazilians again. The <laughs> Brazilians. It gets good, doesn't it? Yes. And you already gave us your, uh, your theory on it. Yes, so anyway, the skin color. Here yes. we go. Flavia Fax, Adam. Uh-huh. Born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Nice. You got that one. Yeah. She's all about fitness. I, now, now, looking at those, looking at those uh, modeling uh, photographs, okay, the portfolios mm-hmm. on Instagram, yes. okay, mm-hmm. it says 100% natural. Really? <laughs> I mean, is that right? I'm looking that- at her. I am looking at them right now. I mean, I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I would, I would go, it's in the zone, natural. You know. Yeah. I mean I mean there's some there's some fitness involved, you know. Right. You know. I mean there's not any gross augmentation. No, no, no. no, no and no. everything is doesn't look like there's no nip and cuts going on there. It, uh, yeah, I don't see any possible suture marks. Now now she's not only is a physical beauty, she's also into psychology. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say if she graduated or anything like that, just that she's into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple Googles every now and then. 
you go. She could Google psychology. There you go right there. It does look like she's getting lasered, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that means. What, what do you do with the laser? She yeah. is. Now, it says here, she goes, she is novia e trainada. That means she is the girlfriend and trained by Rafael Santos. Dot personnel. Nobody cares about him. Let's move on. He's a famous fellow as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who cares about him? He's not. He, he wasn't a fa- He's Matter of fact, we're going to have to talk to our uh, app development department to try to avoid it's a good thing and get these lives, people off of there. It's a good thing she lives in Rio because it's so nice and warm and temperate. I know. She, she doesn't have a lot of clothing. No, no, you know? no. She has not. just enough it's to cover Rio. the vital parts. It's Rio. I mean, and there you go. And that's all we have today. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Flavia Oliveira, and thank you, Instagram Secret Agent X3. That's that's the worst cut I've done so far. (laughs) Adam, it's my time to take a break, buddy, which also means it's your time to work. It's hashtag. What the frijoles? That's right, baby. Amaze me, Adam. Tommy and Jay, are you familiar with a shrew's fiddle? Mm. Or perhaps a neck violin? I know what a fiddle and a violin is. They're supposed to be the same thing. One is supposed to be like for the opera. The other one is supposed to be for Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. honky-tonks and country stuff. Well, this is a tool used for punishment. Ooh. Uh, It is a variation of the yoke. You know what the yoke is? Or a pillory. The thing with like the stocks that you'd have somebody in the public square, you'd put their head and hands okay. in the stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, these things are rigid irons, or they're either made of metal or wood, okay. and they're kind of hinged. Uh, three circles, at least in them. There's a circle, okay. a large circle, and two smaller circles, and that's to fit a person's neck and their two wrists. And then the hinged parts go around and it locks them up. I thought it locks I, them in that thing. I thought we saw one of those like in uh, I want to say Silver Dollar City. You probably did, but this started in the Middle Ages. Oh my God, no! And it was no. for punishing people caught bickering and fighting. Oh, really? Do you, do you think we could use that today? Oh my goodness! I wonder if they can make one up for like the internet for social media. Here's an an image I'm going to show you guys of Ooh. variations of them and a dummy mm. being. Check it out. Let me check it out. Let me check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Look at that. The Shrews Fiddle. Yes, as I said, originated in the Middle Ages in Germany and Austria. They always have unique torture over there, apparently. Mm. Um, Those daggone Germans. I know. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) And you'd lock it in the front. And I don't know who had the authority to place somebody in the Shrews Fiddle. But if I guess that the arguing and bickering got too much, you just lock them in. And sometimes you would affix a bell to it. So as they're walking through the town square, the, the bell would ring as they're going through to alert people. Oh, here's, here's this asshole over here <laughs> cre- 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 creating a problem. So, so they can mock. <laughs> so they can mock and throw things <laughs> Wait, this. at this guy. Okay. Wouldn't it have been okay. a great idea if they put the bell on the guy's tongue? Oh, yeah. just to seal it up? Yeah, like, no, no. Make, make it so they can't really talk yes, that well? Yes, they can't talk. Yeah, he's bitching. Yeah. But there also had a variation of the double fiddle where two people were really going at it. Right. You'd lock them up <laughs> on the same stock together <laughs> so they couldn't really strike each other. Teamwork. But you'd be, 
you'd be locked up until your resolution was resolved. You'd oh, have to wow. talk it out, no fisticuffs, wow. no abuse, no fighting. This should be implemented and used today. Oh, man, I wish they could do an electronic version of it. Don't you think? Oh, God, it'd be the best thing ever. Thank you, Adam. You always come through. And by the way, for the effects of the show, this time come was with the C. Just FYI. Come always has a C. We're joking about editing. But <laughs> the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Sound of the Week. Tommy, the sexiest man alive. Um, it's been awarded to many different people over over time, but yeah. but one of them has revealed his beauty secrets. Oh wow! Do you know Mr. George Clooney? I do. He's he's, he's pretty dreamy. He guy. was recently interviewed, and he gave up some of his uh, beauty regimen. No kidding. I've been getting my own hair for. 25 years. So it has nothing to do with quarantine. No. Nah. Look, I have my hair's like really like straw, you know, and so it's easy to cut. You can't really make too many mistakes. So years ago, uh, I bought a, a thing called a Floby, which when we you were did kid, not. when I was a kid, yeah. Do you know the Floby? The infomercial, the yeah. Floby. This ingenious device lets you give yourself and family perfect haircuts every time. Yes. It comes with a vacuum cleaner yes. and the clippers. Yeah, I still have it. Stop it. You don't I, use it. My haircuts take literally two minutes. I go, is, is, th th is this Floby? Yeah, it's Floby. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, it works. So he has admitted that his hair is being cut and styled by a vacuum cleaner and some clippers. Is the sound of the week going mm -hmm. to be that one that goes, <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Is, is that the sound of the week? No, that's the sound of the week. Where, where get your Floby out of the closet. It's now okay to be used because the sexiest man alive 10 years ago has, heck? That's crazy. has guaranteed. That is, that is, that's the biggest bullshit I have heard in a long, in a long time. I don't even think he believes it. It's the Tommy it's and in Adam the closet. If you cut your hair, then Sound why is it in the closet? Why is it not in your bathroom? Oh, you, you oh can probably just do God. it every day. You you never have a hair out of place. Oh. You just run like you'd shave, and then you do a zoop zoop. A zoop zoop. Whatever it is. Adam, I know that. Uh, oh, I know that. Yeah. What's going we on? We have gotten to uh, the uh, motherfuckery of the week, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean what I think it means? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> this is a new segment. It's a brand new segment, oh. baby. We need to make a sound. And here. this week we are, you know, we've gone the entire show. <laughs> You're going to be doing a lot of editing of we, these laughs. We, we, no, we won't. <laughs> okay. Listen. Yes. We have gone the entire show without mentioning this one thing. Okay. COVID. <laughs> Oh, hey, we why'd just, you break? We just you can't do it? do it. We just can't do it. We just can't do it. Adam, 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 Adam. <laughs> no. And this segment is called oh, shit. COVID Can Be Awesome. Christmas edition. Yes. <laughs> we finally accepted it, and now we, we, we love it. Well, we all know, first of all, we all know that Corona sucks. That's number one. 
We all know that. There's no way around it. It's not what she said. No, no, no. No, but I'm just saying. Okay. But this is one of those instances mm-hmm. where you could use it to your advantage. Oh, we're going to start using it as a tool That's what to I'm improve saying. ourselves. You've already had a good chance, mm-hmm. you know, by, I would say, if you were in total denial that Corona wasn't a thing all the way up to 4th of July. Well, we had a show where we outlined that it's a real thing. Yeah. So where anyway, we talked about it. Right. Okay. So right now we're Halloween was the one where they were warning everyone. Mm. Look, this is where it's going to spike. Yada, yada, yada. Sure. What did people do? They ignored it. But the smart people went and used it as a tool to better themselves during Halloween. Okay. Maybe they came up with the shoots and whatever it was to enjoy that holiday. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. There you go right there. You know, necessity is what? The mother of invention. That's what I'm talking about, Adam. Thank you for finishing that because I forgot what the hell that oh, shit meant. Anyway. I got it. Anyway, so the next one was was Thanksgiving. So now we're all the way up to Christmas, right? Which is what? We're in the Christmas away. season. We're yes. in the Christmas season. So now Corona can be awesome. Oh, good. Number five. You won't have to attend your work's yearly Christmas party. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you always get stuck with the worst white elephant gift. Right. Right. You hate 99% of the people you work with, except for the uh, hot accountant chick. That or there's some like international terrorists that come <laughs> to your Christmas party. Yeah. And they, sh- they kill your boss. And the building like blows up, and they use you as leverage. You could avoid in a movie that. like Die Hard. You could avoid being stuck in Nagasaki Tower. Nagasaki, yeah, Nagasaki. You see what I'm saying? Now, That's just right. say when you're already told about this Christmas party, you said, "Hell no! <laughs> I'm calling corporate <laughs> HR right now. Mm, now shut this <laughs> down. <laughs> no joy this around here. Now. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> Number four, Adam. Okay. You have an excuse not to go on the last minute must have gift <laughs> excursion. Okay. You're going to be fighting the crowds. You're going to get in there to try to get something that you have to go into the store. You can't just order it online. You need it now. Exactly. You can't do that. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. We've all been there. For as much as there is a shopping list, there must be that gift for that someone, and you have to go and get it. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, hell no. <laughs> Don't you watch the news? COVID spiked in our area. Do you, do you have to say it with that attitude? Hell no! I ain't getting out of here. Yes, you have to say, right, it, you right. have to say it with meaning, okay? Okay, good. <laughs> Number three, Adam. Oh, good. I'm now, again, we all know COVID sucked, but this is where it's awesome. Okay? Yeah. Carolers can be ignored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're catching yes. up. Thank you, Adam. Socially distanced. Thank you. Get you're the hell out of here, That's what you. I'm talking about. Even during Christmas, there's a threat some carolers may come to your house. <laughs> yes. They could sing while social distancing, so you'll still be obligated to step out in the cold and listen. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. So you just put out that sign that says, no one is allowed on the premises, even with social distancing. <laughs> Halloween, COVID, Thanksgiving, COVID, everything spikes. No, thank you. Go away. That is perfect because that's you, just a sign. You know, when you get that wall of, of carolers and you got like the short ones in the front and the mm-hmm. big ones in the back and they're projecting their voice, they're singing to you. That is that is weaponizing the COVID. That is shooting it at you. It's like the social distancing, the six feet, you're, you're dead. That, that six feet is like nothing because it's projecting, getting inside the vents of your house. You need to get them off your yard, down the street. Thank you, Adam. Number two, mm-hmm. no in-person gift returns. As adults, we get crappy presents. Let's be real. That's all I get. We get 
<laughs> we get the shittiest presents. <laughs> right. Uh, how do you know it's shit? <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a gift receipt, Adam. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now you won't have any gifts because you're staying away from everyone. <laughs> and you know the day that you're going to go do it? It's the day after Christmas. And it's nuts. And Those it's a new rush. Are, yeah, it's this new rush. It's wall to wall. It's elbow to elbow. Then... That's when it gets returned. If you're smart and you have to give a gift, get them a online shopping service gift card at them. Oh, that's perfect. They get what the hell they want and it keeps you from doing any work. And who do you got to thank for this? Mm. COVID. You don't have to darken the door of any store. You get that gift card where you use it online. You get what you want. You you don't get the bullshit gifts. <laughs> You get something that you really want. Yeah. And it, it's, it takes all that returning process, which is hours and hours. On days, on days that you have off from work, holiday, your your vacation between Christmas and New Year, <laughs> you got to go in. Ah, I'm fed it's up. Torture. Yeah. It's torture. It's garbage. torture. garbage. Thank you, COVID, for liberating from that one. But here's the best one of them all. Number one. The large 2020 family Christmas gatherings are all canceled. <laughs> Goodness. At least for the people with common sense. Yes. We all know we have to go to that family gathering, then turn around and host our own at our own house. Right. Now that bullshit is canceled. <laughs> we won't have to deal with that one relative no one really wants in their house, but they have to invite. We've been there, Adam. I know mm -hmm. you have. Sure. We also know that there's going to be some irresponsible asshole who's going to want to hold one. Why are you not going? The answer you ask, listen, Uncle Manuel, <laughs> let me spell it out for you. F-A-U-C-I, as in Dr. Anthony Fauci. Mm -hmm. Don't you pay attention, fool. <laughs> if he says not to have any parties, then guess what? Don't. See you in 2030, sucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> giving him a decade. <laughs> Thank you, coronavirus. And that was my attempt at humor. I'm, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> By the way, nowhere. No, they we, make sense, actually. No, no, we're just saying in no way are we uh, having. Uh, we're not saying that COVID is awesome. We're saying that COVID is a providing these awesome opportunities that's all i'm saying it's all about but how that, you but use that it. one where you don't have to have those big family functions that's no that's or if you have like a small group of people that you trust you could invite them and have your own little trustworthy people and that's still member iffy. group that's still iffy true i'm just saying you know it just is one of those things that uh they told us on the 4th of July, more or less, 4th of July didn't spike that much. People got a little bolder for Labor Day, right? Sure. Labor Day was a lot of outside stuff. It was picnics, things of that nature. It didn't spike it either. But guess what? Here comes Halloween, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, it's a spike. It's a spike around. <laughs> here comes Thanksgiving, and there they say this big one's going to be here next in the next two weeks. I'd say don't be irresponsible. Forget that nonsense. COVID is freaking real. Yeah. Pay attention to that shit. This is for our own good. And this is just me being serious for a second. So, yeah. Just be, just be responsible. Adam. You know what time it is, buddy? Good times, bad times. Time it for is. that right there. It is time for that. What do we got? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> do you have I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Do you? Let me see. Let me see what I can. I can I've got something. You got? Well, go ahead. What do you got? Do you have bad times? Because uh, I, I kind of have like a bad time. I I don't know. I, it's yeah. I think it's kind of bad times. So go ahead. Um, uh, have you done a lot of flying? Uh, recently probably not no, right no i have after that I just speech where you just said stay away I, from everybody i have not done anything. um well there is a british airways stewardess or flight attendant whatever they call them these days right and she has an only fans page oh really where she puts out information to people that are going to be on her flights offering services to people flying you can for 25, we're talking uh, British Airways, 25 pounds, which is about $33, you can get a pair of her pre-worn panties. I'm happy. <laughs> which, which is something. So how's this bad times? I mean, come on now. <laughs> Explain yourself. She offers other services. Okay. And uh, the minimum is 50 pounds for where it starts the other services. There's there's uh, one where you can join the Mile High Club. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know how she has access to a place on the plane discreet enough for that. But only fans. There's also, upon landing, if you arrange to have a hotel, she will offer more services. But the bad times is she has been caught, and now <laughs> she has been fired and removed from her job. How dare they? And she was just trying to make a buck. You know, How people aren't flying. They? People are not flying. Yes. So there's probably cut down a bunch of her routes, a bunch yes. of her uh, things that she would travel to this place and that place. She probably has less income coming in. She's trying to make ends meet, okay. so to speak. And uh, yeah, she has been canned. Wow. Bad times. Well, we all know that. I don't even know how to start this off, but there is a uh, televangelist by the name of Kenneth Copeland. I know the guy. <laughs> My mom was a quote, quote, religious listener to the Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland program. Listen, listen to some of this. Ha, ha, ha. That would be Kenneth Copeland right there. Ha, ha. He's, ha, ha, he's talking about how laughter. The Associated Press. Said that Joe Biden is president. Ha! 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 No, he's not only laughing, he's laughing with everybody else. So. Wow. Yeah. Ha! 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 Here's the good news, I guess, is they're not grounded in reality. <laughs> they're very joyous, at least, you know. You're very happy, <laughs> sounds like. Sounds a little mocking yeah, to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't believe the Associated Press uh, report, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I guess he... I guess he <laughs> they're, they're, they're still going at it. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, if, you have, if you have all that technology and all this money that you ask constantly on your programs... Mm -hmm. You would think you would have some equipment to, to receive these newscasts from, re from real news sources instead of considering everything else that was that was fake. He's got private jets, I so should. he should be all right. Good time. I have no idea what the hell's going on with that. What a horrible show we just... <laughs> <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> COVID and Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Jay, do you have anything else? No. 
Tommy, want to add anything else to this? Dude, no. I got to get busy with Jay. I got to help him out. Okay. That sounds like a plan. I think we're just distracted. Well, well, we're missing a guest. Yeah, we are. It kind of threw us off. We had 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 all those questions planned for the monolith. Had a whole thing, you know, yeah. Well, as always, we want to thank... Thin Liffy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. No, it's not. Obviously. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you were listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Remember... To always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Until the next time, we're leaving you with ACDC Live. Shoot to thrill. Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Datacoba Promotions. ABC, always be cool. Rock and roll. December the 5th, 2020.